So it's over. The church year comes to a close today. The last Sunday of the church year is many Christians along with us, not just in our nation, but in our world are observing the festival of Christ the King. It's taken a while to get here. We went through all those seasons before it, Advent, Christmas, Epiphany, Lent, Easter, and then all those Sundays after Sundays after Sundays after Pentecost. I mean, do you think it was ever going to end? But here we are. This is the last station on the line. So now, as you go back home, as you return to your friends and families, comforted in the knowledge that you have reached the finish line of the church year, you can now rest and relax. Kick your feet up. You don't have anything else to do, right? Maybe one or two things. Ever seen the movie Groundhog Day? It stars Bill Murray as Phil Connors, a TV weatherman who is, while covering the assignment of the annual Groundhog Day celebration in Puxatawney, Pennsylvania, caught up in a time loop, repeatedly living the same day over and over and over again. The church year is a little bit like that. We have this cycle, whether you've got the three-year lectionary and its variety of readings like we do here or in other congregations, maybe the one year and a lot of consistency, it all begins anew next weekend with Advent. Advent coming down the line, Christmas not all that far behind it. Well, we choose to observe this unending loop, or maybe a spiral, because the church year is meant to point us to our Savior. It's meant to point us to the one who has stepped in to work in history in order to bring about rescue for our broken world, to rescue us. So yeah, Advent is coming, Christmas coming too, but we're not there yet. Before the new church year begins, the current one must come to a close. And what a close it is. The last Sunday of the church year is the culmination of everything that's gone before it. It's pointing us to the hope of our faith, the reason that the church year exists in the first place. It's all about Jesus. The readings today show us who he is, who God is. Because he is the image of the invisible God. In him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. And Jesus is the king who acts for his creation, for his people, for you. As the church year comes to an end then, as we get to come together today, we get another opportunity to remember and celebrate what Christ has done for us. You and I, we were trapped. We were trapped in an unending loop and that inward spiral that kept us from focusing on the God who created us, who designed us to be in relationship with him and with the world around us. And did you know we have a fancy theological term for that? 
Sin. That's what it is. Stuck in sin, you keep chasing after whatever it is that seems good in your own eyes, spiraling down and down and down into yourself apart from everyone else. The last station on the line there would be death. It would be separation from your creator. But he wouldn't let that stand. He stepped in. Christ, the king, defeated sin, death, and the devil for you and for me. And now, as we heard, God has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. How often have you prayed these very words? Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Did you actually think God was going to answer your prayer? Because he has. God the Son stepped down from heaven into earth, bringing the kingdom along with him. You aren't trapped in an unending loop anymore. You and all those liberated denizens of the domains of darkness who have been called to follow Christ the King, you are now reconciled to God. You are redeemed by the one who created all things. You have a king. And while that can be a tough concept for most Americans to wrap their heads around, it's the best way to put it. Because Christ is the preeminent one. He is the authority above all authorities, regardless of whether or not you choose to follow him. Now, if you go downtown to Northeast D.C., you visit the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception, you can see this massive image stretching across the apse at the far end of the sanctuary up above the chancel. Its name is Christ in Majesty. It is possibly the largest mosaic of Jesus in the world. The mosaic depicts Jesus as the victor over sin and death. His arms raised to reveal those marks of the crucifixion in his hands. A halo of light and fire surrounding his head. This, this is not a buddy Jesus. This is a Jesus who can make things happen. This Jesus means business. This Jesus gets things done. This is Christ, the King. All things were created through Christ, the Word of God, and created for Him. That includes you. You have been redeemed by your Creator. He has brought freedom into your life buying it with his perfect life. That's the price of peace. That's why Jesus and his people are linked with the sign of the cross. Because the cross is our king's throne. Just as much as he reigns in glory, even now as we await his second advent and the end of our world's brokenness. 
That's why we see Christ in majesty displaying those marks of his passion on his hands and in his side. Because it is by his wounds that we and our world are healed. He is here for you. Today, your king welcomes you, the people of his kingdom, to join him at his table. He is the Lord enthroned in heavenly splendor, as we're going to be singing in just a short time. The one who comes down to be with you and me who were once trapped in the unending loop of trying to feed our hunger with whatever it was that seems good in our eyes. So come, gather around the king and the table that he prepares with the best food and drink, a small preview of what we get to experience when we look ahead, not just to this last Sunday of the church year, but to his return. You are a herald. I'm not saying your name is Harold. You're a herald. You're a messenger. You're the one who goes out to share the gifts that God has given you with the world around you. Because that's what the king has done. He has brought his gifts into the world. And you share those gifts with your neighbor as you listen to them. As you do good to them. As you pray for them and with them. The Holy Spirit is working through you. Bringing your neighbor out from the domain of darkness to experience the life that comes from the kingdom of the sun. As we come to the close of one church year, as we look ahead to what follows, may you especially experience and share the peace that our king brings into the world. It's not a passing peace. It's not a feeble or affected peace. Look at this king. And if you get a chance after the service, come up and look at the detail. Because this king... This one who has won peace for us, he is the image of the invisible God. By the blood of his cross, Jesus has made real, unending peace with God, our new reality. No matter what else comes down the line in this year or any of the next, nothing can take that peace away from you. Because in Christ, all things hold together. That includes us too. It's over. Our life in Christ is not Groundhog Day. God has redeemed you. He has brought you into his kingdom. So go out today, this weekend, this Christ the King Sunday in hope, unending hope. Look ahead to what's to come. Look ahead to who is to come. You have a king enthroned on a cross, enthroned in heavenly splendor. A king risen, a king ascended, a king glorified. A king unending. Amen.